Uh, folks, uh, stoppies, dear, dear friends, it's the end of 2020. What a year it's been. A traumatic and truly life-altering year. Yep. Uh, and as the year comes to a close, as we always do on this show, it is now time to recap the worst music of 2020. And might I say, the <laughs> bad music of 2020, uh, on par, on par with what the uh, the rest of the year has been generally. Very, very, very bad music this year. Bad music that portends terrible things for the state of the industry, I'd say. Yep. Bad, bad music that, like, is representative of, uh, of, of the erosion of quality the erosion of of an entire industry into Decency, integrity into basic humanity go on no i mean go you 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 you're hitting it on the head i mean it's just everything is made to be put on a playlist by an algorithm and to juke stats for streaming numbers in the ever dwindling, uh, you know, tiny windows of profitability afforded to a very slim uh, number of artists uh, who are Not making even artists who the are ghoulish record executives that own the artists. Oh yeah, know? for sure, mostly them. Mostly but the, them. But the 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 few artists who do get to make a few bucks are just becoming uh, increasingly homogenized. Their music is turning into a. Uh, it's like the end of Akira, when uh, <laughs> when Tetsuo's uh, body is no longer t able to contain, you know, the 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 cells of Akira, and it, it explodes into this mountain of hideous flesh and veins throbbing that fills an entire stadium. Uh, you know, that is what that's what music is becoming. It's just. It's just lo-fi chill beats to study to 24-7 mixed with pop country and hip-hop uh, with, like, nylon string guitars and dudes, uh, white dudes with ponytails rapping very badly. Oh. And that's oh. just the future of music forever, and we're just we're seeing that start to happen now. Well, and it couldn't be more fitting for the worst year in our lives, for sure, and probably one of the worst l years for music ever i yeah. mean it, like i don't i can't i don't think that you can you know i would take the trashiest new metal over this i i would take you know uh bad dad rock over this i would take anything really over this because it's not even at least that music was earnest at least that music had some level of personality this is just it's the panerification of of music and it, it's horrifying everything feels like a greasy fucking broccoli cheddar super melt like just sliding down your gullet and you know that it's not healthy it's like 3,000 calories you might as well eat a whole cheesecake you know but instead you're fucking wasting your life away at a at a dead mall food court, you know, maskless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta throw that in. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't have a top ten this year. 
the the thing is is that in you know in past years past on the show you know i get by through the you know I, I i do my i do my research i i get in there on the rate your music and whatever else on the internet where people are talking about shit the quietest shout out to the quietest and i find the stuff that i like and i listen to it you know yeah. so because i got to do that between uh between episodes and make it stop or i'll fucking kill myself uh and this year look i'm sure i missed a lot i'm sure i missed a lot and i'm going to keep going back I, I no longer have a commute, you know, I'm working from home, so that's a lot of music listening time that I'm not getting anymore. Um, and I'm also help, help Mike's tender brain. Give us give us him some recommendations for anything that was worthwhile, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, I asked people for recommendations and I don't know. I think I was just so affected by COVID and by just the utter failure of our government to do anything to help anyone. Uh, mm -hmm. Other than yeah. fucking billionaire CEOs, uh, while oh, no, don't worry, your student loans will be taken care of. You're getting a fifty dollar gift certificate to Applebee's and expired last year. Yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. Sure, Great and job. Uh, and uh, it's only you know I I can't I was gonna say like some funny Applebee's food item joke, but I cannot think of a single thing that they what that uh, 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 do they, is do they do the Jack Daniels sauce pork where they pour Jack Daniels all over everything. Sure. It'll yeah. be the only restaurant that survives the fucking COVID apocalypse. I'm sure they're giving it like corn subsidies right now. Like we must maintain Applebee's at all costs. Music venues? Throw them in the dumpster. Yeah. We don't need those. Applebee's $8 billion in PPE loans. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I uh, believe it. I think Go it was ahead. some combination of, I, I think it was some combination of like, you know, dealing with all of that, not having the commute. Um, and really, you know, wanting as a result, not ha when I do listen to music, wanting to listen to something more nostalgic and, and comforting and yeah. uh, and familiar, you know, than try to find something new. So I was listening, embarrassingly listening to tons of Blood Brothers this year. That was my top that's artist of 2020 that's, wrapped. That's called healing. That's yeah. called self-care. OK, I you know, the most popular shit on my Spotify besides the fucking completely cursed algorithm of all the terrible music I listened to for this show um, was like the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, lots of podcasts. Lots of lots of other podcasts with angry leftists like us being like, what the fucking fuck? And, you know, trying to hold each other, you know, trembling um, in 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 the basement like it's. It's been brutal. It's it and and the music that you selected um, for this is like the perfect crystallization of late cap capitalism in audio form. It's just promoting, you know, the the fucking slurry that is just inherited wealth and privilege and you know, self-importance and toxic masculinity and absolute lack of introspection, zero self-awareness, like, you know, consumption, like just music and to be consumed and like literally just like shout out keto diet style. Like it's not, it's not good. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. You would wonder, you know, how is this uh, crisis affecting these artists Right. Uh, how is it going to how is it going to change the way they write and, and, and what they write about and like what emotions are going to come through on the music on the albums of 2020. And with the albums that I've picked today, 
you know, the answer to that question is, uh, it's going to change nothing about what they write. The, the lyrics, it will not affect at all. Musically, uh, it's going to sound a lot like lo-fi chill beats to study to 24-7. Uh, I guess... I guess everyone was really taking that that playlist for a spin this year because those nylon string acoustic guitar chords and distant uh, compressed uh, drums, snappy drums are just everywhere to be found. And then for some reason, 2020 is the year when everyone decided that Post Malone Oh uh, is the arbiter of taste. He's the one who sets the trends that everyone's going to follow because everything fucking has a country twang to it now. All this oh. shit. I, 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 uh, so, okay, we're, if we're getting into this, Mike Dunn, I distinctly recall, and I have the tapes, that we have argued about Post Malone before. And yeah. I was horrified by Post Malone. I saw that it was the harbinger of things to come. I can't actually say that I said that, but I do... I was absolutely horrified by Post Malone and the grip, the greasy, the hamstery grip that he had on popular music, you know, back in 2015. And you were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a bop, you know? Look, and I just. I, you, Heather, I'm going to say right. it. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> you were right about Post Malone. I know. You were right. I was wrong. It does Stony still have some songs that slap? Yes. Do I still love White Iverson? It's a great song. But no, I I would trade it all away. Post yeah. Malone is far more of a negative than a positive uh, as an influence and as an artist uh, and as a dude. I don't know. Uh, so you were right. I shouldn't have ever caped for Post Malone on this fucking show no. on mic. Absolutely not. After what he's done, after after hearing the music of today and how post Maloney it is, we don't we don't need that. We don't want that. It's bad. Yeah, it 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 is it is profoundly unacceptable. But actually, that's the problem: is that it is actually far too acceptable. And I was gonna say that you you mentioned the lyrics not changing. The only thing that maybe changed about the lyrics is that more bands are like openly like trying to say that we're all snowflakes living yes. in a fantasy world that can't be honest about you know the real truth and, you're right those are the know, people who are speaking up and 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 really those are the people that are speaking up those are the people that are speaking up i'm not hearing anything any counterpoints from uh can you imagine can you imagine, like, honestly, like, even, like, for all the boomer ghouls and, like, the critiques that we can have of, you know, the 60s, for example, like, the shit that we went through in 2020, a global pandemic, the complete failure of leadership on every level, massive, you know, civil rights uh, violations, police brutality, like, the, the extrajudicial murder of black people people going out in the streets to protest it we didn't get fucking a peep not even a little peep from a single fucking artist on any of this shit any of it really like i can't even think about it the only peep we got was from fucking chris taylor brown from trapped you know like yeah oh we got make, many peeps his, his fucking opinion heard for many some peeps. goddamn reason Many peeps Ugh. from him. No, and I mean, and even even the music that I did like this year, uh, come to think of it, like so much of it was released, uh, you know, either before or like right at the beginning of the pandemic, 
where I'm, yeah. you know, it's not even saying anything about it, really. It hadn't even happened yet when it was recorded. Like, The Weeknd and, and Phoebe Bridgers, like, those are great albums, but those aren't COVID albums. And so, uh, I mean, look, I understand you can't really get together in a recording studio with a bunch of writers. Like, if you're, I get it, you know, and I think that's why there was so little music to grab in this year. There's just physically less of it now. Um I will say I do want to give a few shout outs to some good albums that I liked. And I'm sure there's others I should have prepared, but I there were a few good albums. There were a few and um, they have something in common for the most part. Actually, all of them. None of them are white men. I'll just say that. I'll just say that um, white men's opinions musically and otherwise it, we just it's we're done we're done with this let this be the end of it but the music um that i liked you know poppy's album was really cool i thought that was really interesting um fiona apple fetch the bolt cutters was an excellent album mm -hmm. um i like charlie xcx's new album a lot i am really digging some new ska bands like we are the union um toots and the maytals rest in peace uh he came out with a great album this year but Overall, you're right. I mean, and even all of those artists and all of those albums, none of them kind of took aim at this sociocultural moment that we find ourselves in. There was zero critique. And maybe it's just because we're all too fucking brain bleached to and like traumatized to like cope with this. But I or make sense of it. I know that I haven't been very creative this year. It's been pretty hard. For me to write music um because it's bleak as fuck but writing music about shit being bleak that i could respect yeah there's, there's zero of that i think everyone's a little shell-shocked and no one's touring and there's no shows i mean people are touring trapped is touring but for <laughs> people with any oh, sense <laughs> playing at a papa gino's and fucking <laughs> you know new hampshire is not exactly a tour but okay hey hey man that's diy that's that's the that's the real shit man that's like that that hardcore show at a denny's i would kill to be at a hardcore what the show fuck is up denny's <laughs> yeah me too that's the first thing i'm gonna do after uh lifted oh my go god to we're going to every at single at fucking show i don't care i'll go to see new metal i'm going to everything i will go to every single goddamn show that i am allowed to as soon as i'm fucking vaxxed up baby hell Get yeah vaxxed Hell yeah. But what I was going to say is, you know, I don't I, I'm not going to blame anyone for not uh, having the the, um, the spoons right now to make music or, you know, talk, do songs about COVID and stuff. You know, maybe we can wait a little longer on that. Try to heal. But, uh, you know, the people that did make music, uh, a lot of people did. Shouldn't. A lot of music came out this year and a lot of it is really, you know, due to the circumstances, like all these songs leave such a worse taste in my mouth. Yeah. All these fucking albums that I listened to in full, basically, to get to get oh. these songs as well. You know, Michael. contextually, I, I only picked bad songs from bad albums, too. I wasn't cherry-picking. These these are the 10 worst albums of 2020. And um, Should we, and there's some heavy-hitter artists on here. You know, yeah. there's some, some legacy artists yep. doing the worst shit they've ever done. Absolutely. D during COVID. And uh, why would you inflict that upon... Why would... Why, I, I feel... I feel that these the people on this list have inflicted themselves upon a cowering and traumatized populace 
and they yep. should feel sorry about it. They should feel fucking sorry, each and every one of them. They absolutely don't. I don't think any of these people. Of course have, they, they don't. That's been, part of the problem they too. Have been, they have been too zanned out to feel a single emotion or symbolted out to feel an emotion since fucking like 2003. Like, I just don't think that any of these people, if they're even people, they're just fucking Google deep dream AI syntheses of of artists at this point. I, I don't even like calling them artists. I mean, yes, you mentioned legacies, people, heroes, former heroes um, ha, ha, on this list have made music so bad that it taints like essential content to my life like essential music like it one in particular that I'm just like if you can put this out then everything I idolized about you at one point is called into question it's not just that this year was terrible it's that some of the music that was produced this year actually ruins the past too <laughs> and some of the music in this year ruins the future because it creates these horrific bastard fucking mashup genres that should never exist you know yeah yeah it was really concerning you know when i when i did the deep dive over the last few days uh you know to do the research for this episode and 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 find all the bad albums uh i became i became really concerned with uh with what's going on because i haven't been following mainstream music i'm not out in a place i'm not out in stores where they're playing the fucking radio i'm not here i haven't heard the radio in a fucking year so i didn't know what was going on what the trends were and the trends are fucking really really bad and and really homogenous and everyone's kind of doing the same thing i guess i've already talked about this but it's just i want to reiterate that it's like it's it's a chilling it's a chilling year for music it is it is and in a in a year where we need catharsis where we need community, where we need honesty, where we need integrity more than ever. And honestly, if you were looking at the past three years, too, I mean, this entire Trump presidency and this was the culmination of all the worst parts of that in the worst year ever. But all of the other years, we didn't have a fucking singular voice coming out and saying this shit is wrong ever. You know, it was just kind of like, well, we're just going along with the machinations of you know, capitalism and everything is just totally fine and fucking dandy. Um, should we quickly mention who were the artists or albums that didn't quite make the worst cut um, that were so bad, you know, not quite bad enough, but still atrocious? Do you have a list of any of those? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, Megan Trainer uh, did a really bad album this year. I don't think she's ever done a good album. No, um, but why uh, is she famous? I don't know. I don't get it, and I don't and because because it makes no sense. I just find her uninteresting, and that's why I never really put her on the list. Yeah, um, because he, it's like it's like it's not like anyone's talking about her anyway. Who's who's a Megan Trainer fan? I can't. I mean, every like our aunts on the South Shore. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They like fucking Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't listen yeah. to. I have no idea. I have no idea who Megan Trainer is for. Um, but her music is bad, and her album. Uh, was in contention. Uh, uh, A-Team was one that you oh, had yeah. me check out, Heather. Uh, and I think certainly many people would put that album on their list. Um, I think maybe if you hadn't sent me on this to do this homework and just checked it out yourself, you'd probably have put it on the list. But I kind of thought it was a little bit based uh, <laughs> in the in the little B sense, in the classical, you know, non-alt-right sense. Uh, <laughs> it, it had that, that little B, you know, 
uh, based feeling, and I uh, I didn't want to put it on the list. Okay. But it, it's it's like hilariously bad rapping. Like it's very bad rapping. It's worse rapping than anyone on this list, which is saying something. Wow, that is definitely saying something. Beats um, slapped. The beat slapped. I think is a big part of it too. Were there any others that were that were on the verge? I know Morrissey came out with a new album. Um, why is he alive and Bowie and Prince are dead? I don't know. Yeah. Morrissey, okay. I feel like I don't think his music is that notably bad. I just think people really love writing terrible reviews about him because he's such a shit person. Um, the album was ho-hum, uh, I thought. I don't know. And I didn't really feel like... I didn't feel like talking about Morrissey that much either. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, I think that you all, all you precious and loyal stoppies will, uh, I don't want to say be satisfied because this won't leave you with any closure in any way. Um, but, it, you know, I think I think the selections that Mike Dunn made uh, are, are quite on point. And I, I'm sorry for your brain. I'm really sorry for your brain. Every year you do this and every year... I'm glad I don't have to. So thanks. It's fine. I'll just I'll have to listen to some more Blood Brothers. <laughs> I'll have to throw on crimes for the five thousandth time in my life. <laughs> there are worse things, I suppose. Um, okay, so what do you say? Should we get into this fucking nightmare? Let's um, do it. Okay, so um, number 10, the 10th worst. They're not even good at being bad. Um, <laughs> Trapped <laughs> uh, has a album that they came out with that sold approximately 600 copies, but we'll get into the argument. Hey, they're the highest-selling artist on Pandora. <laughs> They've sold more albums on Pandora than anyone else. That is a... What? does that mean <laughs> pandora doesn't sell albums also shout out to pandora because still our fucking afro man like christmas episode is still somehow wildly popular on yeah. pandora i have no idea what middle-aged moms are out there like rocking out to us talking about lick my balls but whatever Look, it's That's a particular cool. type of person that just loves our afro man episode and loves trapped <laughs> And just love strapped. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they came out with an album called Shadow Work, and this song is called Tell Me How You Really Feel. So let's give it a listen. Trying to figure out where we are now. There's a voice in this confusion waiting to be heard. Lost in the commotion, searching for words. Show me some emotion. boy bullshit if yeah. i ever heard it <laughs> i can't believe how cucked this guy's music sounds for all the shit that he says it's so much worse than the album we did with stefan oh it's, yeah like, absolutely and that shit sucked and i think i was a little too kind to it like looking back at it now it's like uh, i give that like a 3.75 like it's way worse than that and this is way way worse than, uh, than that is he like, can't even he can barely even use his voice anymore he sounds enfeebled 
It yeah, it is extremely feeble. What happened to taking on every everyone trapped? This is this is head weak energy. I yeah. will say. This he's, is he's got a head cold. He's got a head cold. He's got a <laughs> fucking like clear clear the sinuses. Get a uh, neti get pot, a neti my guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so honestly, because this shit is this could be an Imagine Dragons song. I mean, oh, yeah. Emperor, Absolutely. Um, Imagine Magas. Ah! Yeah, I just came up with that. Well, I was looking I had a, for it. I was saying while the song was playing, I'm like, imagine. Uh, uh. So, okay. <laughs> like, this is completely irrelevant, except for the fact that they were, um, you know, briefly in music news or popping up, you know, their fucking little fungus uh uh, up and around the internet um, for being briefly relevant just for the fact that Chris Taylor Brown, the former lead singer of Trap, because he's now been kicked out of the band, um, not because his fucking music is trash, but because um, his politics just went a little bit too far yeah. on Parlor. He, he was allowed to, to to go off for a long time, though, before the band stepped in. Oh, I, don't, I can't even figure out, like, what was this, what was the bridge too far for the band? Well, what did he do? we wouldn't know because it happened on Parlor for sure. You know, the <laughs> ultimate fucking snowflake. It happened on like, HN. <laughs> no, I mean completely. Like, if you if if I I can't think of a better representation of the fragility of these toxic men that they had to you know create their little fucking safe space um, where there's zero consequences for just being an abject racist on the internet. Um, and, you know, because they're unable to defend themselves because they don't fucking have any intellectual capacity to justify anything. And they're just fucking idiots like and and racist. But that's the whole thing is that Trapped was like only relevant briefly because of how poorly their music continues to sell, um, which in this case uh, was 600 copies, according to SoundScan, in its first week. Chris Taylor Brown, the former vocalist, uh, did proclaim that Shadow Work is one of the top five albums of all time. And I believe the quote is, the new Trapped album Shadow Work is the best piece of music Trapped has put out and probably one of the top five albums that will ever exist for all of time. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Trumped. Brainworms. <laughs> Brainworms, man. Brainworms. It's it's Trump brain. T -R -U -M -P -T. You start thinking like him. You 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 get you get enough into his uh, world. You start you start thinking like him, and you start uh, being as self-aggrandizing and narcissistic as him. Uh, because this music fucking sucks. It this, sucks. I don't even like Trapped, and I can tell you that this is the worst Trapped album. And it's definitely not, it's it's not even it's not the it's not the uh, top five album of all time it's not even a bottom five album of this year it's no. not even it's not even bad enough to be absolutely and the whole fucking if you look at the lyrics it's all just this like which i i don't recommend you look at the lyrics but if you have to because you do a show about bad music mm -hmm. um you'll you'll read that the whole song the like concept of it is just you know we just want to like say what we feel, but our tongues are tied and we're being held back, but our hearts are on our sleeves, but we can't say what we mean. And it's just, it's just platitudes. Like if you're really going to have that attitude, just be a dick about it. 
But also, a- you nobody fucking tied your motherfucking tongue. That's the only reason why you got a single headline in the year of our Satan 2020. Like you weren't relevant enough on your like as an artist. It's just because you fucking clearly say everything you think. You said all the quiet parts loud. Yeah. On the internet, but he doesn't think people much. Picked up on it. He doesn't think much either, though. I mean, like if he's yeah. held back by anything, it's a lack of imagination. Like right. these are the best lyrics he could come up with Ugh. when he's taking on everyone on Twitter <laughs> and trying to def- defend his like abhorrent worldview like and this is how he says it is just be like tell me how you feel dude it's, that- it sucks it sucks it sucks at uh at, at, at being music it sucks at accomplishing uh triggering libs too it's no, it, it yeah. fails in both in both uh, both ways it's embarrassing it is limp and flaccid as fuck dude sold less copies of his album this year than than broken side will get streams you know what i mean like that that says it all. That oh, I'm says still, it all. still jealous of those uh, broken side streaming <laughs> numbers. We still, <laughs> we have not caught up yet, Stoppies, but we are diligently clawing our way up the charts. I don't know. What are their yearly numbers? <laughs> we might be getting close. This year, I think we are on track, and I'm not positive because I have to look at the Pantheon numbers, but I believe that we're on track to get at least 100,000 downloads this year. All right. Um... We might have, at least we're rounding the corner. We're rounding the corner. It's all thanks to you, Stoppies. Keep enabling us. Stop enabling Trapped. Now they're even more irrelevant because this asshole is not even the singer. So, bye. Hope we never have to talk about you ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on then. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's close the book on Trapped forever and move on to Beach Slang. Yeah. Ninth worst of the year, Beach Slang, the deadbeat bang of Heartbeat City is the name of the album. Terrible album name. The song yeah. is called Stiff. So yeah, beach slang. You know this song in particular. It sounds like a uh, every riot fest band, like fed into like a deep dream AI. Uh, you know, with but it got like skewed. Uh, the data got skewed towards Bruce Springsteen somehow. Yes, I also have a note about Bruce Springsteen here for sure. Yep. So what you get is just a bunch of posers just doing shitty boss worship. And then this song, it may be a little less Bruce Springsteen than the rest of the album, but very much still a song uh, in 2020 that's just about having a hard dick. It's literally just, okay, yes. Uh, the most flaccid song about having a hard <laughs> dick, dude. <laughs> like, So let's, let's break it down. So first of all, there's like no other lyrics in the song. So you get that clip, you heard everything. Is he saying, whip me till I choke? I... Don't think that that is generally how it works. It, it like it's almost like they're mad libbing kink references to see if it shocks anybody. Like it's entirely rehearsed. It it is anemic. It's bloodless. It makes no fucking sense. What does it mean to scissor my lips? 
I don't know. I don't care. It is not dangerous. It is profoundly derivative. And worst of all, it is dull as fuck. And definitely that Bruce Springsteen energy. I actually was just recently, I got a tape of the recording of the We Are the World single. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we watched the one that was the Do They Know It's Christmas, yeah, the uh, making was, of that. Yeah. It's so amazing. The, amazing. If you can ever get a hold of that VHS. It's so good. It's so it's, good. There's Everyone is on so much, so much visibly coke. on so much cocaine. Extreme while recording. amount of cocaine. <laughs> and just the, the like... The the ignorance around what Africa is. Oh my god! From these it's, like just psychotic rock stars in the eight. It's just amazing. Anyway, go. It on. is wild. Um, the We Are the World single. They are also still very much on coke for sure. <laughs> it was recorded the same night as like the American Music Awards. Um, I was like getting into the history of it and anyway, um, about how like Prince refused to do it and that it was like bad for his image or whatever. But fuck Prince, you were right. Anyway, um. Prince the is always was, vindicated in the end. Always. Literally. Well, except for marrying the child. Oh, he, God damn it. He, yeah, I, damn it. It's always she was 17. Still a child. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Bruce Springsteen in the We Are the World fucking song is atrocious. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. But, like, I remember you can that. Tell, I remember seeing that. Like, on They VH1. are telling him, like, Okay, you're really hoarse, but they still give him like multiple solos. So he's like, We are the world. We are the children. Like, it is the worst shit. And he goes, and I think he's like harmonizing with like Dion Warwick, who's just fucking like singing circles, like doing <laughs> laps around him, just, you know, like toying with him like a kitten with a ball of yarn. And. That is what the vocal like stylings of this, you know, of this uh, front man is doing. Like it's like a Bruce Springsteen cover band called Spruce Stringbean playing in like a three star hotel in Newark. Like that's what this sounds like. It is truly profoundly terrible. Um, And I hate it. But I I don't know anything about Beach Lang. Did you know about this band? Like I know that they've been somewhat relevant or like notable at some point like did they always sound like this like do we care i don't know yeah i mean i listened to their first album when it came out you know as the algorithm recommended it to me and i thought it was fine it's whatever the, you know they're just a generic poser fucking punk garage band they're really it's the they're just the death rattle of fucking you know indie garage rock it's just yeah. Uh, and 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 their previous albums were really kind of you know, unremarkable. They're like a didn't riot fest strokes, band. Speaking of which, didn't the Strokes come out with a really unremarkable shitty album this year? I liked the Strokes album that came out oh, okay. this year. I thought it was I thought okay. it was pretty good. It wasn't okay. uh, it was it was it was a quiet it was a quieter Strokes album. Than I think a lot of people wanted, but I th- I thought it was better than the last couple. A gentle stroke. Yeah, it was a gentle stroke. A semi B. A semi B. A semi B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just a, a casual stroke just a little well ca- <laughs> at least they're not making like illusions about it like fucking this shit yeah. i'm sorry you haven't no. been stiff in years beach slang so no beach slang is young that's the i think that's the sad thing is like this is they they're, they've only been around for a few years they're young guys well, they're uh, posers so they're, they're really just, just trying to get that washed up like garage punk scumbag energy look guys it's just this music's just over you know what i've come to accept it i'm not gonna play i'm not gonna play this shit anymore this shit's over 
Yeah. No one wants to hear Bruce Springsteen influenced garage, like no. soft garage punk with like a seven minute closing piano track. Of, uh, and then, and then, you know what? Nobody wants to hear thinly veiled penis references. No. Uh, in 2020. I'm sorry. Keep, increase the thread count on that penis veil. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, shroud that shaft. Get it out of my face. Nobody asked for it. Next. All right. Next up. So this one is brutal. This one is brutal. This one I I was alluding to in the intro. Um, Green Day, Dookie, in my top 10 albums of all time. Now, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore because what Green Day has put out and I, you know, I didn't like American Idiot either. So whatever. You but didn't like it when pe- it came out when you were younger. I think I was so like contrived and cultivating like a very hardcore punk identity at that point that I was like, this is too poppy. Um, but yeah, like American Idiot as a song. I, I like that song, but Boulevard of Broken Dreams, throw it in the basura. Like, I liked I, it when it came out, but then like I tried to listen to it a few years ago, and it was imp- so it was impossible. It was it's it's, it's the like, most like theater kid punk album ever. It literally was made into a Broadway musical. That's how fucking theater kid that shit is. Yeah, and, and there's like and, good theater kid punk rock too, like early My Chemical Romance. But like this was like the yes, cringiest correct. theater kid punk out. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, but point being, I I wasn't a big fan of that. Like and. You know, to be honest, like it was like Insomniac, Nimrod, like Dookie, like I had warning and I didn't like that either. But like the 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 early shit is so crystallized. It's like so critically important. Honestly, the best thing that Operation Ivy ever did was break up because that <laughs> that album will never be tainted. Right. Like it'll never be it'll never be this. Yeah. And this, yeah. And they were, they were my favorite. Oof. They're my favorite band. My first favorite band. Green Day. Absolutely. Yeah. Me, too. Me too. A when thousand I was in percent. Elementary They're school. still the only band that is like like one of my early heroes. Not the only band, but one of the highest on my list in terms of wanting to see them live and never having seen them live. Have you? No, no. I was, no. and you know what? I was gonna go to fucking Fenway Park to see them oh with Weezer. God. I was willing to do it. Yeah, just to um, go. Bef- they would have been. That was before this, this album came out. Uh, yeah. and then Which, it did come out. Should we say the name of the album? <laughs> like the name of the so- album is Father of All. <gasps> dot dot dot. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Ooh, dangerous. Very punk. And the album cover is a zoomed in. Is the 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 cover of American Idiot zoomed in slightly, with a cartoon unicorn spray painting uh, on it, like drawn as if it's a flash animation. From 20 years ago. Puking on somebody's wrist that is holding presumably the grenade, the bleeding heart grenade from the American Idiot album. Uh, This is fucked up. It's really, 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 really bad. Also, the, the, the unicorn is strategically placed so that the word motherfucker is obscured. So it just says Moakers. Yeah, 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 because we don't. That's 
that's a little bit too far because to that's the, very the punk rock word. is to censor your own fucking album title right You're such a fucking chump um did you read oh. did you read hold on if you go to the wikipedia page for this uh album there's a quote from um billy joe uh that he wrote like to promote the album oh, yes yep i see it uh-huh. do you want to read it yeah i'm just pulling it up now so this is because oh, no. I think this is maybe probably the most punk rock thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> I think this is the spirit of punk rock. I think this is what oh. it's all about. What section of the article is it in, Heather? Oh, I'm here we go. Here we go. Composition. All right. This is from Wikipedia. According to lead vocalist Billy Joe Armstrong, the album is, quote, the new exclamation point. Soul, Motown, glam, and manic anthemic. Punks, freaks, and punishers. He would also state that the lyrics are about, quote, the life and death of the party and, quote, the lifestyle of not giving a fuck. Wow. So, yeah, that's a that's the energy we need. The only thing good about this album is that it is the shortest album to date. And uh, <laughs> apparently I was looking and Pitchfork gave this shit like a six point nine. So just proving even more that Pitchfork is completely irrelevant. Just come to us to tell you the truth. We're the only people you can trust. Um, this yeah, is Pitchfork stays uh, being uh, completely irrelevant. Yeah, just caping for, I guess, yeah. I mean, they, they, th these are their heroes too, but instead of killing them, um, you know, as a mercy killing, they're just hanging on for dear life, apparently. But as mm. you'll see, they haven't this... been relevant since American Apparel was a store. Since before, everyone knew that that Dove, what's his face guy, was just like hiring teenagers to executive man. positions to harass, <sighs> to like more easily harass them. It is unbearable, and it is like it's number eight on our list. It, it could have been lower, but like. There's so much bad music, but I will say that this one hurt me probably the most. So, Heather, um, let's get. Do you want to pull an audible and do the track one from this album? Okay. That one might really embody what makes this album fucked up. Let's listen to it. Here we go. This is Father of All, dot, dot, dot. Because again, they can't, you know, just commit to the bit and put it in the title. They have to just be cheeky about it. Right. Here we go. I will go up to a message of love. Green Day, that band That's that you just heard, that, ba that singer you just heard is Billy Joe Armstrong, that and that is, band was Green Day. That is a 2009 intro to like season two of Gossip Girl. Yeah, like that, the fucking Cage the Elephant song from a, like last decade. That's the, the trend they wanted to jump on, the one with the hand claps and the and the and the drums like that from fucking 2009. What? With those vocals? That's Billy Joe's vocals? That what is, is not... What have they, what that have they is, done to my boy? I just need to... I just need to 
separate these things. I just can't possibly, I, I can't coalesce these, these personas, these, these band personas in my mind. Like these are different bands. They're different artists. That is a different person. That's not a person, dude. <laughs> that is a filter. That is, that it, it's a visco filter on like a, a just punk rock pantomime. I, I can't even I can't even express this. This is like when Madonna like put out like fucking T-shirts for Marshalls with safety pins in them. Like I just there's and if you look at it. So the lyrics, because I didn't we didn't even prepare for this song, but I'm glad you chose this one because they're they're completely emblematic of the rest of this. Right. It's like American Idiot at the very least. What you can say is that it was clearly an indictment of George W. Bush. You could ag agree or disagree that it was a good indictment or an effective one or a substantive one, but it was at least very clearly saying, you know, I don't want to be an American idiot. I don't want, you know, uh, it, it was in some ways and partially very hypocritically anti-capitalist, right? It was like, there was something there. And this one- Anti-imperialist, I mean like anti-war. Anti-imperialist, anti-war, yeah. yes. Yes, correct, um, correct. It was it was like ham fisted and had like a stupid like concept story about like a dude and his girlfriend also, yeah. but uh it also sounded like Green Day. Yes. This the lyrics are I woke up to a message of love choking up on the smoke from above. I'm obsessed with the poison and us. What a mess because there's no one to trust. Huh-uh, come on, honey. Uh-uh, count your money. That is literally what dude is doing. Like, he is absolutely just, like, cashing in. Uh, but I don't even understand because, but like, But he's doing a terrible job. Of, you're right, who's exactly. Who's paying for this? I think he even, I think even lyrically, I think he's maybe trying to, like, wink, wink. Like, yeah, this he is, is, he this is. is me cashing in and this is Lying in a bed out. of blood and money. Uh-uh, what's so funny? We are rivals in the riot inside of us. So he's implying that there's some sort of tension, but there's no tension. Well, it's the tension is between his intention to sell out and the reality that no one listens to music that sounds like this in 2020 <laughs> and it's not going to work. <laughs> And you're way too late to cash. If if this is the only thing you can pivot to, you oh, are way too late on that. You've missed that fucking bus, buddy. Because this shit sucks. This sounds so dated, oh. dude. You gotta get on. You gotta you gotta pivot again, Billy Joe. I'm sorry. It's all about lo-fi hip hop country now. So I'm ready. That's gonna be the next album. You know, it'll <sighs> just be Green Day. Will be stylized with like you know, swirly, like, you know, tildes and stars, and it'll be all lowercase and spaced out. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it, like, I feel like this is how, like, the few, like, logical boomers feel about, like, Van Morrison and Clapton doing their anti-lockdown song. <laughs> like, it's, it, 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 like, cuts deep to the heart of, you know, because, especially because Dookie, in particular was such like um you know this this like uh this storytelling this this feel like this communication of this feeling of the angst of adolescence and the frustration and the like you know uh irreverence and 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 uh, and punk you know just being like a fucking punk like being you know being trash and being you know proud of it or owning it and like it was so important to so many of us 
And then to see that this is where this is where we've come to, like, ugh. They've lost the thread completely. You know, that's the only explanation for it. I don't – I think it's sad, really. If this is their calculated cash-in move and this is how they executed it, it's sad. These guys have no fucking clue uh, what's – like they're they're living in their own worlds at this point. Like it's the only the only possible explanation. I just, least, but it's okay, you know. It's pitchfork Pitchfork gave him a seven, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> what who do, what do we know? Who the fuck? Why? What? I think literally the only thing you can give this album is the fact that it's short. It's very short. It's like twenty six minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I, Still, this song feels long. All of the songs feel long. I think Green Day has they they lost the thread a long time ago, but now it's it's gone from like, uh, you know, frustrate like it's especially frustrating and sad because I think now is the perfect time if they really want to cash in. Yeah, if that's their goal, fucking do the nostalgia thing. Make Release a punk something album. that sounds like Dookie and fucking. Get the get or, the or fucking even thirty. Idiot. Get the get the millennials back to your shows. Get me and Heather to your shows. Just do right. Do, do one of or those. Just, That's the cash in. You blew yeah. it. You guys blew it. No one yeah, wants you to say, be Cage the Elephant. And say fuck it. And you know what? All you need to do to make money is just headline Riot Fest and do the twenty first anniversary or what would it be now? Nineteen ninety three. Is when Dookie came out. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm remembering now that they actually are an extremely well paid band. They have one of the highest exactly. coaches in the industry. So I don't even know what I'm saying. I mean, but I guess they have like, money to burn on a failure, a fail project like this. They have to look out at their audience, like whatever audience is left for this. Like I know that you know if if they were doing the show with Fall Out Boy, for example, people would be there for Fall Out Boy, and people would like politely stand for this music from green day but nobody is gonna fucking clap nobody's gonna mosh nobody's gonna you know fucking lose their shit and have like the transcendent experience all they need to do is cash in on the nostalgia go on a dookie reunion tour and just fucking rock the fuck out of that album and just and if you want to cash in do it that way we are begging but this didn't even sell like how did this did this sell well like i can't imagine that people bought this Let's see. Especially in a post-buying music era, you know? Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia now, so let's see. Does it have anything about sales? Peak chart position in the U.S. was, you know, number one top rock album, number four in the Billboard 200, but what does that even mean anymore? The top rock album is, the, the rock charts are like from three, like three days grace songs from six years ago. Like, What? They don't have any uh, sales numbers on the um, on the Wikipedia. Yeah, which which indicates that it's it wasn't good. It was not good. Um, it's just it's uh it's so unfortunate. Yeah, and I so I'll give a shout out to apparently Sputnik Music gave the album a one point five out of five rating, um, and said this was um. This proves that there's no way, or a quote, it's a hot mess that destroys any hope that Green Day could reemerge as a band worth listening to. Correct. Yeah. 42,000 pure album sales. Ooh! Uh, Yeah. There's there's an article on greenday.fm, which I don't know if that's a fan site or their official site, but the article is, it's official, Father of All has bombed. (laughs) 
Exactly. So who are you doing this for? It's clearly not you. No, this You're is literally a- not even on the album. This could be anybody. It's a fan site, and I feel bad for the the guy who runs it. Oh. This is just a sad arc. So yeah, this is by. Uh, <laughs> So he didn't put his name. That's for the best. (laughs) The question is: Will the rapidly declining mainstream interest change? In sorry, will the rapidly declining mainstream interest change the direction of their next record? Green Day does not strike me as the kind of band that's ready to fade off into the sunset and rest on past laurels. Maybe the reaction of this new record will be just the kick in the ass they need to push themselves back up to the level we all know they are capable of. Fade into sunset. Yeah. Just do it. How old are you? How old are you? You can't tell because of all the Botox. Ugh. Billy Joe's got a... This is audio Botox. They yeah. literally Botoxed his voice. Ugh, I anyway, can't. I, we should move on. I, I don't want to... I can't dwell on the Green Day debacle. It's so unfortunate. It's so depressing. It is terrible. It really does hurt. It hurts more than these other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know about this next one. This one, next one might hurt you because <laughs> it hurts you're me a little bit because I defended his other fan. band. <laughs> I really. This is the second time. Post Malone. Now this. I defended Slipknot so vehemently last year, saying they had one of the best albums of 2019, and then their frontman Corey fucking T- motherfucking Taylor CMFT drops his album CMFT. And it's got this song, <laughs> Culture Head, on it. And I just, there's, I'm so sorry for ever recommending Wait, did you see he came out with a new song for Christmas? What's it called? <laughs> called X dot M at symbol. Or what is it? Ampersand? Ampersand. Uh, dollar sign. Sick. <laughs> Wait, that, hold on. Was it just... Hammer was, is that Broken Side? There ain't nothing more depressing than a pine tree gussied up with candy canes and balls. Those carolers have kept me up for hours. It's Merry Christmas seeping through my walls. (laughs) No, I'm no Wiccan coming nut or nothing, but there's one damn holiday that I can't stand. It ain't Halloween or Thanksgiving or even April oh. Fools, but it'll surely make a fool out of every man. Ha! If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. You know where to stick those jingle bells. If I ain't hammered, it ain't Hanukkah. <laughs> you know what? It's better than anything else, uh, anything on the CMFT album, and it's better than the Duck Dynasty album, so. Yeah! Yeah, the I, chorus actually kind of slaps. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, I just I just regained a little bit of trust in Corey Taylor from that Christmas song. So, okay. Um, but so, I shouldn't, because this album is dog shit, and this song, Culture Head, is so fucking ridiculous. And I will say that, like, despite the fact that I hate Sl- Slipknot and I have never uh, defended them, like, Mike Dunn put this, like, way, way, way higher up in the worst list. Uh, for me, I guess... Again, I think it reminded me of Trapped and that it was like toothless and I'm not, Man. you know, even though he's trying to trigger me, like I'm just extremely bored, but it is very strange. I mean, he has an out, al- he has a song here with Tech 9 like what is he doing? Oh, that one fucking sucks. That was in the running. I honestly, maybe I should have sent you the list of three because I, I thought it was for sure this one because the lyrics, but 
that Tech Nine one is fucking crazy bad, and there's the 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 single from the album is fucking terrible too. Basically, the album is is post grunge mixed with gl- uh, glam metal. Uh, black like eyes, rock. black eyes, blue. No, it's 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 a glamier Van Halen up butt rock. It's this like very eighties worship butt rock. Yeah, I mean, I would rather not listen to any more of this <laughs> asshole. So why don't we just go ahead, go a culture head with. I'm sorry, it's stupid. Here we go. Who uses God as an excuse? I don't trust anyone. So fuck you and anyone who looks like you. I can't shake, shake, shake. There's some feeling you're a fake, fake, fake. You got your savior on the make, make, make. And I can fucking hear you screaming now. Oh. Man, uh, yeah, us us blue haired harpies out here fucking sinking our sinking our claws, you know, burning burning Corey Taylor at the stake. Entirely <laughs> relevant culture maker, culture head. I'm sorry, culture culture headmaster Corey Taylor. I'm just dying, waiting in the wings to take you down a pig. Fucking idiot, dude! He's, what an idiot, Heather. He's got us <laughs> pegged. Our generation does love to bitch, bitch, bitch. Just stay offended in your niche, niche, niche. That's what we do. We stay offended in our niche, niche, niche. And, I mean, uh, honestly. We're bringing everyone down. Um, that's, that's what our one-star reviews say. <laughs> well, our one-star reviews uh, are outweighed by the fact that, again, we're going to get 100,000 fucking downloads from this year, and that means we beat Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fuck Corey Taylor. Uh, yeah. This... This whole album is like it's it's really embarrassing, um, but it's interesting that him and Beach Slang both went the '80s route. I mean, why not? Let's go to another soulless era of self indulgence, zero self reflection, and just like reckless consumption. Why not? But with none of the charm <laughs> and none of the coke to make you think that it's charming. <laughs> like it just it just sucks. Yeah. Like, it's got it the energy. Sucks. It's got the energy of a guy who just like obsessively pours over every issue of Guitar World and like learns all the tabs, uh, and like loves Velvet Revolver. Oh, you know oh. that's the that's yeah. Was the, that the Dave Navarro, Scott Weiland? Like show. it was Scott Weiland and Guns N' Roses. Oh. It was like Guns N' Roses with Scott Weiland instead of um instead of Axl Rose, but for some reason instead of sounding like Guns N' Roses, they sounded like a shittier STP. Ugh. Um, that's this also sound, this this album just sounds like a shittier STP doing a Van Halen impression and it's really embarrassing and it's so uh, bad. Even though I liked that last Slipknot album, like it's it's embarrassing. I should be embarrassed. There, it's embarrassing people that make that music. Well, I'm glad we agree on that. Um, and my only comment from it was very similar to yours, where it's just more woke takes from aging irrelevant Gen Xers who want to tell all these uppity Zoomers to stay in their lane for maybe bringing up the possibility that racism is a problem. I mean, it's yeah. just. Oh, yeah. and the song title, Culture Head, you know Ugh. he's just like, that's to the way that he translated, like, screeching woman with pink hair. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it, we had to add this song to the list because he did write it about us, about you in yeah. particular, I think. Specifically me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, we had to fire shots back at him. Boot, doot, doot. 
I, it's almost like I again, like I, I almost just wish I could. I never had to talk about this guy because I, I, he's he is. I would say, are, are we able to say less relevant than us at this point? Like, who bought this album? I don't know. Who bought this fucking album? I bet. I mean, ah, there's got to be who th- bought this album. I bet there are like Corey Taylor stands, like like there's like Twitter, like K-pop stands. Like I bet there's a little corner of Twitter for people who just post pictures of him all day. Um, and like brigade, uh, posts like about him. Um, I also just want to say like Slipknot, like, I don't think he writes the songs. Like they, they've got like dope guitarists and a dope drummer. And like when he's left to his own devices, he does something much more cringe, uh, cringe worthy and, and, and sad than, than what Slipknot does. I just want to know what the sales are. (laughs) Like I truly (laughs) want to know. Yeah, fuck this guy. Uh, you suck. You're lame, and nobody bought your album. So <laughs> yeah, the sales the sales are non-existent. Uh, I think we can move on. I think so. Or too. should we take a break? Uh, yeah, it seems like a, a, as good a time as any to uh, t- take ourselves a little. bit. I feel like we've earned it. So why don't we do that? We'll take a little break. Be right back. All I'm right. just gonna get um, more booze. <laughs> What? I was just saying everything you were saying. (laughs) Um, All right. So we are backstoppies. And why don't we get right on into the next one? Um, This is uh, God. (laughs) I hate this guy. I hate this guy so much. Um, I didn't know anything about him until now. And I hate him so much. But um, this is Russ. And uh, he sucks. And he can is considered a rapper apparently and um he he shit talks everyone he's this like sicilian american guy he's a sicilian guy from georgia georgia yep uh and he hates all the other rappers and shit talks them and for you know uh derides them for for glorifying lean and drugs uh, yeah, and- I, I read about this. So I because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And his his Wikipedia is pretty fucking limited because this guy is the least interesting person on the planet. Um, but he he did. Uh, he had he tweeted a picture where he was wearing a shirt that said, how much Zans, not how many, but how much Zans <laughs> and lean do you have to do before you realize you're a fucking loser? And apparently that tweet um, was you know responded to by a bunch of other rappers um, and and artists and um, there was a rapper named Frito Santana who I don't know anything about who responded saying until I can stop thinking about my dead homies and the trauma I've been through in my life that's when I'll stop um, I have a feeling Russ has not experienced much trauma in his life uh, yeah. he is the picture of privilege. Um, and apparently, though, that became a there was a, a moniker that was taken up by all of these other rappers um, where the phrase fuck Russ um, was a meme. And yeah. uh, even in 2018, after Lil Pump and J. Cole settled their issues in an interview, Lil Pump tweeted 
me and J. Cole cool now, so now it's fuck Russ. So this guy sucks. Yeah, and I just <laughs> want to point out also that rapper who you cited uh, who responded to him talking about, you know, do you know doing drugs to like deal with trauma that's fredo santana he's a uh like chicago drill rapper and he okay. he's um uh like chief keef's cousin he was okay. he was murdered two years oh, ago jesus so like yeah, yeah russ really specifically is a fucking asshole he's taking up yep. space in his genre that's really like you know well for him he's got he's this he's the dude he's an italian dude with hair like chris cornell from 1991 and he's like trying to like step on and speak over like it's big little dicky energy yeah it's i'm not like the other girls it's pick me energy and it's it's real trash and this song um it was hard to choose between the the tracks you gave me they're both really awful um but this one was just a little bit worse because he's using his mom um you know as a way to like wedge himself into fellatio basically so um here we go this is mama by russ smoking weed on atvs while driving past the camel my mama's instagram account looks like the travel channel pyramid snapping from hearing me rapping it happened no obstacles because my face starts staring me faster i'm laughing because you hate me all because your girlfriend wants to fuck and cnn wants to talk and take me it's crazy i'm disregarding you my mama's advice is energy wise that i should put a jar on you you can't get to me like Nana's secret recipes. I'm somewhere on a yacht to kill shots around the seven seas. Memories over money. You're I'm in Nana's secret recipes with around the seven seas. You yep. are a, a whack rapper. I'm sorry. Just the way that sounds. <laughs> that sounds like shit. Around the seven seas. Shut up. <laughs> Models pulling up. We getting drunk. I made us gimlets. <laughs> That's what you're flexing on. You're flexing on. Really? You're flexing on, on Rose's Lime? Rose's lime juice. <laughs> yeah, it's just shit in Rose's lime juice. That's the that's a flex. That shit costs three ninety five. Doesn't even have any actual lime in it. Also, if you want to talk about Sorry. flaccid flaccid flexes, Gary V hitting me. New investments. I throw fifty at it. My dog hit me when I got the call. Nipsey rest in peace. Told me Alicia Keys told him that my mom's pretty. What? Come on. Don't take, what? don't speak Nipsey? his name. Oh my don't, God, dude. Don't do that to Nipsey. That is, uh, that Nipsey. is a desecration. That is a desecration. You're like fucking, you're just a pompous, privileged frat douche fucking dancing on a real rapper's grave and, and using him to like name drop that he, he said that Alicia Keys said your mom is pretty. That's the best we could do. That's what that's what the braggadocious fucking, you know, hip hop game has been reduced to. And that's the it, nicest thing Nipsey Hussle could think to say to him. <laughs> it's like you look like fucking garbage, but I, you know, your mom's hot, I guess. I tap that. Like what? Yeah, he was what actually, are we trying to say? Yeah, what? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> Russ sucks. Russ as a an idea sucks. Ugh. We don't need a Russ. No. It's just the don't hate me because I'm rich, white, and mediocre album. Like, I, I just, I hate him. I, I yeah, can't Yeah, the believe. first of a couple on this list. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> the bottom five has quite a trend here. And, you know, it's just, like, zero personality using, like, the fact that he has a mom as a way to, like, 
curry favor with women who might potentially want to have lackluster sex with him in his unearned McMansion. <laughs> like, it's it's just like he's trying to pretend that he's different and better than everyone, just, you know, a la Lil Dicky. But he is cut, paste, carbon copy, emo rap trash. And it's not even emo because, you know, no, his no... he's got to get his emotions prescribed to him. Like, yeah. Look, he's just trash. He's just like a hot Italian hunk with heterochromia who's like an Instagram influencer. <laughs> okay, I looked at that because that was the only thing on his Wikipedia page that was like notable. <laughs> it was like, he has heterochromia. And it's like one, la- one eye is light brown and the other eye is dark brown. <laughs> like, okay, great job. Like, good job. You did it. Yeah. Well, he's, just, uh, he's, just a, he's just a himbo from Instagram who uh, y- you have to do like something. You have to have an angle uh, to get the followers. So he was like, oh, I'll be a rapper. <laughs> that's my t- I, I, that's the that's how it feels him. at least i don't know his backstory i'm, it, no, I'm sure there's no i'm sure backstory. it's like no i've been grinding you know since i was a shorty or something oh my god but he, he's uh, he'd probably say that but uh i i just he's got the wrong energy it's awful it makes it's it makes my skin crawl and it's that same fucking lo-fi beats to study to type beat on every fucking song yep with and, the, he, and he plays problem. acoustic guitar on them. I forgot, we forgot to mention that. This is a rapper who plays acoustic guitar of live course. and in the studio on his fucking tracks. Unlike every track with like Jack Johnson fucking jazz chords on nylon strings. It fucking blows. I hate this shit. It makes me sick to my stomach. It's so pervasive. Like this is this is this influencer music. Well, and this is the problem is this shit wouldn't exist if not for a society that fucking allowed it to thrive that celebrates this mediocrity that like this urban outfitters rap is considered to be you know acceptable like this wouldn't be this wouldn't exist if not for the enablers being i guess america like did this album sell well like no it's just the industry the industry is being squeezed into a diamond of fucking uh just like Branded content style fucking plastic uh, QR code rap. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like, like I was following. I uh, there's this Twitter page that's been getting retweeted a lot, and I've been seeing a lot. And it's called "Dudes Who Are Down Bad," and it's like text conversations, it's like memes of like text conversations of guys trying to like shoot their shot with the women they have a crush on, and and like getting like terrible responses. And, like, it was exposed, like, shortly after this shit started blowing up on Twitter that this is just, like, a company that does viral marketing. Like, is like, look at how look at how much engagement we can get in, like, two it's, weeks on this page we created. It's fire Festival And that's what rap. music is it's now. It's fire Festival rap, dude. It's fire Festival music. Yeah. That's what it's music like, is now. It, it's just this fucking, like, you know, contrived corporate sheen. And ultimately what you're eating is a... A, uh, like a white bread sandwich with one slice of American cheese in it. But because, oh, and this is like, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm, I'm on one right now. But it's like, this is the thing is because it looked so good and because you bought into it, you know, just like Trump, you have to defend it. You have to maintain it. You can't admit that you've been had. You can't admit that you've been swindled. You have to tell yourself that this is what you like. Ugh, God. Yeah. 
I mean, you get in the that's that's how Spotify works. You get in the playlists, and people who only listen to playlists, like, it doesn't matter that the album sucks. It doesn't matter no. that you're. It's just a fucking persona, uh, you know, behind behind like a fucking uh, Oxford button-up fucking sunglasses photograph behind on slightly different eyes. It's just <laughs> ah, I can't even. I, I'm I'm losing the ability to even articulate how. What disgusts me about Russ, but he's he is like the the nexus point of everything that fucking sucks nowadays. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this next one, wow, 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 wow. I keep saying that, but it's like it really just keeps getting worse, y'all. If 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 you can even imagine it, this next one is truly atrocious. Um, this is an artist named Sam Hunt. Uh notable for looking like a you know uh understudy on like a 2004 like cw teen drama and for like briefly trying out for like a professional football team like that is what i guess this guy's deal is part of the nashville um you know assembly line of uh non-threatening inoffensive i think he's a little bit threatening well yeah actually on this song he is he's quite threatening and that's why we chose it there were a few options but i said that this was the worst uh and and i maintain that it was the worst this is off the album south side um and, and like what is this stylization so it looks like he's like poor like he's standing outside of a of a house with like a water heater on the outside. So that's supposed to signify his street cred. And he's got, he's got his dog and his truck truck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what is this guy's deal? Actually, I don't care. So, um, he's just a pop country guy. He's the same deal as every single one of them. He's He's a little bit of hip hop. He's a little bit of country. And, uh, Brian with a pit bull, I guess. (laughs) And like, he's got a wry sense of humor and, and, Dude, his big hit, you know what his, guess what, do you know what his big hit is called? This is a huge, one of the biggest country hits no. in uh, decades. No. Body Like a Back Road. <laughs> <laughs> Your body is like a road. <laughs> Have sex with me, <laughs> please. If that awesome. ain't country. Boy, if that ain't country. Oh, God. You can't literally- say that ain't country. I'm aching for Florida and Georgia after this shit. <laughs> yeah, this Literally. is the most. This is the. Uh, this is the the worst pop country album I've heard, and a real hostile energy uh, in the brewing in the background of this whole album too. I think. Yeah, yeah, and this is a, a perfect distillation of that. So this is his um, nice guy anthem. That ain't beautiful, uh, because he's saying that you're not beautiful because you eat Adderall off of a bar, which honestly I have done, but we'll just, <laughs> it was in Salisbury beach mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was at a July. dive bar and there was just like an Adderall on the counter <laughs> and I did eat it anyway. Um, it wasn't great. It was probably like a five milligram. Anyway, here we go. All right. And you can split an Adderall, the stranger in the bathroom stall. Send a misspelled text to an ex Put his fist to your bedroom wall He's being treated like shit It's really comfortable to you 
That ain't beautiful. No, that ain't you. Honestly, I, I feel like maybe this is even worse than what I thought. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ooh. bad. Yeah, it's a ne- it's a song. It's a it's a neg. It's negging it the song. Is. Yeah, you you dumb whore. You're fucking you know hanging out with some douchebag that. You know, treats you like shit. Where you could be with me, do, who's gonna make you, you forever? Better. What? Yeah, you're getting beat up. That's your fault. You could do better. Like, come on, just p- you could do better. Straps. You could be with me, who's gonna neg you and talk down to you and tell you you're stupid and worthless. But I'm gonna be right, so you're welcome. Like, yeah, because you love being treated like shit. It's real comfortable to you. Uh, oh man, and, but uh, Heather, are you also? I just want to point out: Are you hearing the post Malonification of this song yes. too? That this yes. is the post Malonification of country music, and th- as both hip hop and country become post Malonified across the board, it is all morphing into one genre. We're seeing the gray water. <laughs> gray water. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the the refuse, the refuse of the worst, uh, you know, the worst genres. It, it, becoming a slurry and this is something that we we talked about i i made in reference to one of the other songs that we're going to get to but like what i realized with all of this as you did is that you know our thesis statement um of the show that we've come to realize is that everything bad becomes bad together like all of the sewage drains to the same fucking sump pump like everything bad about country and edm and pop music like really just distills and it becomes this like disgusting frankenstein of trash um and it all becomes indistinguishable from one another yeah to the to the point where this you know it it really it really truly makes me like pine for the the irreverence and sense of humor of florida georgia line and I even, agree. even fucking, I, I would take Luke Bryan over this. Oh, like, I would definitely take Luke Bryan over this. <sighs> he's a nice guy, it's, I think. I don't know. Well, uh, a nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's a real nice guy. Look, uh, I think it has been interesting, I will say, over the course of this show, watching, um, you know, the Arbiters of Taste and what they decide everything needs to sound like and has as it's changed over the years because i do remember a couple years ago everything was maroon five it was the maroon fiveification mm-hmm. of, of of pop music uh and or really of, of like indie music and like people trying to remain relevant went the the maroon five route but what we're hearing this year and i think in the in the past we've eschewed like covering more like popular artists and stuff but i think this year uh it's interesting to see all of popular music kind of take this fucking really boring direction boring but also so self-satisfied so smug so judgmental just so ready to to sit upon you know his empire of irrelevance and pass judgment on on everybody else i mean he's clearly the nice guy here right like you know we're we're lucky to be in his presence what a fucking dick this guy is a piece of shit dude yeah. he is the worst he is the worst. Yeah, the rest you know, of the album really fucking sucks too. It's uh, it's it's really um, deeply, you know, you hear a little bit of the the, the hip hop influence in Luke Bryan and how that's been been creeping in, but like he really goes full full post on this. But it's a much mm. even like 
he makes he makes Post Malone look like less creepy and and gnarly in comparison, <laughs> which is like really something I think. Ugh. Yeah, I mean it's really something. Also, this song is clearly hyper specific. It is it is based on personal experience and his personal idea of being wronged. He, you can fly to Turks and Caicos in a seat you can't afford because some girl you met six months ago asked you to be in her wedding. You're pissed at your plus one, even though he's just a friend, for looking up the girl from LSU on Instagram. That's that's the kind of fucking you know tension and heartbreak and uh you know the stakes are are have never been higher right like this damn is, is so this just <laughs> yo is this just the pinkerton of country oh <laughs> i've perished i, I <laughs> and he wants us to say to thank him for these insights i mean it's so clear he's it's the sneer is just dripping from his drawl like it oh um, should we move on? Yes. We got please. another white rapper we got to talk about. Oh. Um, oh. This one is, uh, what a, oh. oh, God, the redemption arc. What an arc this guy's had. Uh. You know, similar to, you know, Kanye West had from the college dropout to now being a severely, you know, mentally ill uh, Trump supporting human car crash. Uh, <laughs> this guy also started out with a college based song. Uh, mm-hmm. And now uh, also sucks. <laughs> what is the opposite of an arc? Like a ditch? <laughs> I don't know. It's really terrible. This is a tr- Asher a tr- Roth. A, 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 a trench. Parabola? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, that also, that can go, I don't know. But that goes up at the end. Yeah. I, it's more of just, yeah, it, it's a hypotenuse. <laughs> it's a straight line. Uh, down. Um, this is Flowers on the Weekend by Asher Roth from the album Flowers on the Weekend. And do you know who, where the flowers come from? Um, his girlfriend brings them to him to see if he can still smell them. I didn't really, I didn't really get it. I think the is flower is her pussy, but I don't care and it doesn't matter. So here we go. Oh, okay. I don't ever want to do what you do. Got a bunch of gluten in your doo-doo. I'll be in the set making heat-heat. You be YouTube 480p. All your bullshit, I'm beyond that. On the back porch at a Rondack. Bet you didn't know that my mom rap. Hit me with a text, you the bomb mash. I'm like... Uh, I, would, I would love to like be able to somehow go back in time and like unhear it uh and no just like stop asher roth from ever hitting play on the um donnie trumpet uh oh. experiment chance the rapper album is that like, what happened is that where he came from i don't think so i think yeah. he came out with that stupid i love college song before that oh i know i know i know oh well yeah of course i'd love to i would love if, if asher roth was never born but uh i think i would pre- like to undo do him <laughs> That's just the gluten talking. Uh, <laughs> no, look, yeah, of course the I Love College song fucking sucks, too. Like, he's always been embarrassing. But now he's trying to be, like, jazzy, trumpet, uh, fauté, Chance the Rapper style rapper. Like, that's oh. my – he's reinvented himself as, a white, as the white Chance the Rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like 
fucking corn reinventing themselves by saying, okay, we're going to do a dubstep album. Like nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it. You can't do it. You don't even seem committed to it. And literally it's trash and nobody likes this. Like nobody is fucking bumping this. Imagine putting this on your speakers. Imagine having another human being hear you say, you know, hear you play a song that says, Got a bunch of gluten in your doo doo. Like <laughs> I'll be in I the shed making hee hee, making heat heat. You be YouTube for ADP. Yeah, that is woof. He's a fucking dog shit rapper. It's oh insane how bad at rapping <laughs> he is. Dude, he's repping Adirondack chairs, and then <laughs> like, I love nothing harder than a nice. A nice Adirondack on the back porch. Oh yeah, like, I like uh, him saying, uh, "I'm I'm playing like only Mozart on vinyl when I wake uh, up." That's the such a dumb guy statement. Uh, That's yeah. I just like I like literally the wording, the exact I'm just wording. Just rereading is, the catcher I'm, in the in the rye, you know, just you know, just some casual like reading, you know, just literature. The, you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> The exact, exact wording is, I'm playing, like, only Mozart on vinyl when I wake up. <laughs> Mozart is the go-to dumb guy answer to, like, oh, what music are you into? Oh, like, you know, I'm, like, into, like, shit like Mozart. He's right. also, like, trying really ham-fistedly on this album to, like, reinvent himself as, like, a woke guy. Oh, like, God, he, yeah. It's just funny because he was, like, his whole image was, I'm, like, the frat dude rapper. I'm, like the fucking it's, toxic masculinity like college culture guy well this is it's emblematic of you know people particularly people with privilege particularly white men who use like who you know try on wokeness as a fashion statement with zero self-reflection absolutely zero self-reflection like he's patting himself on the fucking back for saying i think there's too many men in the song share in chernobyl <laughs> it's like okay share in chernobyl share in chernobyl like, what does it mean his whole like idea of like equality and like justice for women when he first came out was just saying that he loved women as much as he loved drinking so women were on the same level as alcohol for him i love so. women almost as much as i love college <laughs> oh my god dude it is so insufferable and that I, it I, sucks I, shit. The whole album is so bad, and it's all these like wanna be wanna be like, uh, you know, again like lo-fi, almost like a little bit, but a little more like future like Flylo style. Like yeah, we're like cool jazzy, but it's just it's so. That's the problem. Just, I know this what, dude. I, I'm calling out. This is officially a call out to all yes. the all the fucking music school nerds who are enabling uh, people like Russ and fucking Asher Roth to to do these albums because he can't he can't make these sounds come out of these instruments himself someone is enabling this the production team behind asher roth i'm calling you out this is you're doing a disservice uh to yourselves uh you have forgotten the face of your father uh and and please do not please just don't please just don't i mean the issue is that i know this guy like i know this profoundly mediocre like english major who's like 
a, a moment away from dropping out. This is the, the problem is that that was his first album was I Love College. This is like 10 years past that. And, and dude More, still sounds like he's playing a fucking, you know, drunk acoustic guitar at like a drum and dance in Western Mass. Like it's it's just th- these he's from, lyrics. Is he from Western Mass? I think Mass? he's from Massachusetts, actually. Yeah. You know what? Is that Sammy, he... a- Samuel, Sammy Adams? Oh, Am I same mixing thing. them up? Same but is he, though? Thing. I feel like Ash- I'm going to double check on Asher. Roth All right. I'm going to check. Too. Make sure he's Here not one of our own. He was born. He's older than both of us. He's significantly. He's born in 1985. He wrote a song called I Love College when he wasn't even in college. <laughs> what a fucking loser, dude. This guy oh sucks. My God. What? He's from he's from he's Morrisville, such... Pennsylvania. So he's just been a dumb guy from the start, just like a dumb guy trying he, to be okay, smart. Okay, wait a second. Yeah, you know, I'm just like into college and shit. Um, actually, I go to one, so. It's so bad. He's not from Massachusetts. We cannot claim him. Thank God. Listen, my flow is some stoicness. A poet that coexists with the holiest coincidences. Gritters were finished. Gritters will finish. What does that mean? Make sure I finish my sentences. Dementia is no friend of the penmanship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thank all my friends. Ain't never forgetting my friendliness. <laughs> <laughs> never. His pen. He, his handwriting is immaculate. And his, his... But dementia is no friend of it. <laughs> <The> penmanship. <laughs> dementia. Well, it's true. I mean, you can't even draw a clock, so how are you going to do calligraphy? Um, Should we um, move on to the next song? I just love the fact that this guy fucking thought that, like, saying that his girlfriend brought him flowers on the weekend was feminism. (laughs) I don't even get it. You say it's supposed to be a pussy metaphor, but, like, only on the weekends? I yeah I mean I I that was my interpretation of it but apparently his intention was like my girlfriend brings me flowers I'm super woke get it oh we, yeah you know, we flipped oh, the script baby I see so- I think soft it's pussy boy. soft boy Asheroth <laughs> I see the game he's playing now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay the little Asher <laughs> okay let's move on because this next song is fucking insane mm-hmm it so, is really bad. Oh my god! The name oh of this god. album is Diplo presents Thomas Wesley, Chapter One, Snake Oil. Oh. Uh, every song features uh, Chapter has- One. This is like the Mac and Me ending, where it's like, <laughs> you know, we'll be back. <laughs> it's like, no, you won't, dude. <laughs> this is Chapter One and done. <laughs> Like, nobody uh, no. is asking for chapter I think two. this is an opening chapter of a dark period in American music that I think that this uh, song and album is a harbinger of. This album is like, uh, it's a, an arcane text that forsooths, for for No, that's not how that word I don't works. think that's a word. I love it, though. We're keeping it. <laughs> it means something <laughs> it's completely canon different. now. Uh, it's you canon. know, but this is this is this is what music is going to be soon. Um, this oh. song is called Dosi Do and it features Benny Blanco. Wait, forsooth, <laughs> it is a word, but it's not in any way the word. That I know, used. I just said that. <laughs> I realized it right after I said it. I love it. Okay, um, <laughs> forsooth yeah, just were... means like why. <laughs> Wait like, a why? second, there's a song. There's a song with the Jonas Brothers on this album, but we didn't pick that one. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. That one sucks too. There's a bunch of really, really, wow. really bad songs on this album. Wow, it's incredibly a- bad. And Diplo is a terrible person. We'll get into it. This one, I was, I was arguing this was one of the worst songs I've ever heard. So here we go. Yeah. This is this is Dosey Do. Favorite part of a honky tonk, them daisy dupes and but don't don't turn it up to the music blows. Boom boom boom, that's like a pose. Let me see you get tipsy. Do-si-do. No, please, no. No. So, so it is the new frontier. It is EDM country. It's the new thing. It's gonna. We're going to be hearing more of, and more of this. I'm sorry to say. I can hear it now. Because it should have happened already. It's it's overdue. It was bound to happen. This Over, is like, don't. This was This was already in, in, the, uh, in the tarot cards. And now it's the tower. It's the tower. Ugh. You know what? My only commentary on the song is going to be this. So Diplo has been accused of uh, sexual assault um, by at least one woman. Uh, one woman in particular, whose full name has been withheld, took to Twitter to accuse Diplo of grooming, emotional abuse, and intimidation, among other allegations against the DJ. She also wrote that Diplo hired a private investigator to contact her in an attempt to scare her into silence and refrain from sharing disgusting details she knew about him. According to a report published by the Daily Beast, the woman's attorney, Lisa Bloom, alleges the plaintiff also tried to block Diplo from distributing revenge porn that was designed to humiliate her and to scare other women out of coming forward. The woman went on to formally file a request for a restraining order in the Los Angeles Superior Court on November 16, 2020, and the hearing is scheduled for early December. Anyone who makes a song like do si is 1,000% guilty. I don't need to hear <laughs> any fucking arguments. You are guilty. You're guilty. And, and, and this proves that all drains flow to the same sewage tank. And I already said that. But, like, all of the things that make music bad are represented here. It is perfect for this nightmare timeline. This is COVID-20, a mutation of a deadly musical virus. And... You know, it, this mashup, this soulless emptiness of club music with the generic sanctimoniousness of pop country. I just, it's the worst of all worlds. It is horrific. It's horrific. There's literally, there are literally songs in this album that sound like exactly like every fucking song that Diplo has been doing for the last decade. Uh, that same shit you've been hearing where the beat goes, do, do, do. And then comes comes back in, and there's like a, you know, like one of his like beepy noises. But this time the yeah. beeps. This time they're fiddles. And that's the future of music. Oh. Uh. I didn't know that about Diplo, but I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, it's just it's a toxic, it's a toxic scene. I did know. You know, MIA has been talking shit about him for a long time since their relationship. So, MIA is a hot mess too. But I know, I, but, but <laughs> I trust her over Diplo. I mean, right. Diplo is a piece of shit. I mean, I will say, like, I was 
you know, Diplo and Major Lazer had all those collaborations in like, I guess the early like aughts. Was that when that was? That were pretty cool at a point. Um, I, my, like, I, I think we had the opportunity to see or meet Diplo, uh, once in, um, Chicago for Lollapalooza. And this was like so long ago though, right? Like this was like 2010. Yeah. I think that was when when Diplo was like new and cool and like was doing the Santo gold, uh, mixtape and the, you know, piracy funds, terrorism, MIA, MIA mixtape. That was when, that was pre like EDM even existing. Right. I guess that's a very good point because I remember liking that. And actually I remember shout out to Jules, big, big fan of the pod, our, our perpetual bestie. But, um, we were like waiting, we were going to get in to go like to a private Diplo party or something for Lollapalooza. But then I was like 20 instead of 21 and they wouldn't let me in. Um, and Julia at that point was like really idolized Diplo and really looked up to Diplo and was making, you know, all of our beats for our music. And, um, a lot of it was inspired by some of the shit he was doing with MIA and Santa gold. Um, and she had the opportunity to go in cause she was older, but she decided to stay with me and we hung out in Chicago instead. And honestly the right call. Fuck this dude. Fuck this dude. Yeah. So fucking hard. What a piece of shit. This is some of the worst music I've ever heard in my fucking life, dude. And he's a terrible, monstrous abuser. So, fuck him. Ugh. I'm yeah. getting so angry. I don't know if you it can sucks. tell, Stoppies. I'm getting so we angry haven't right even, now. Oh, we, haven't, we still got two more, and like, I know. there's a lot with these and, couple. Uh, let's just... All right. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do the let's next do one. It. Okay. This next one... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm glitching out. Um, this next one is uh, Justin Bieber, I guess. That's all we got to say. It's, it's Justin, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's first appearance on Make It Stop. Shocking. Honestly, why? First time <laughs> we've ever talked about him. Yeah. Definitely first time we've ever covered his music. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've just always kind of thought Justin Bieber's an easy target. Justin Bieber's, uh, you know, he's like a pop star for children. Like, what's mm-hmm. the point of even diving into that? That's always been sort of my uh, my thoughts on, on Justin Bieber. But this latest album changes, man. It changed you. <laughs> it's notably bad. It has to be discussed. We cannot. It's... We can ignore Justin Bieber no longer. Justin Bieber, it turns out, does suck really bad. Justin Bieber, yeah. maybe I should have been paying more attention to uh, for my bad music podcast because his music it turns out fucking blows shit i hate it this album it's... is the same tempo and timbre the entire time it's another chill lo-fi beats to study to but the way this guy sings anyway this song also and... features little dicky <laughs> exactly and that's the issue that i have is i don't know which to pick because justin bieber is terrible but somehow in my opinion little dicky is still worse um and, you know, if you want to hear us go off on fucking Lil Dicky, you should check out that episode. I think it's one of our best, to be honest. Um, but I, I don't know which which clip to pick. What 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 do you feel is is correct? Oh, uh, we can do a little bit of both. Right. We can do half. OK. Half yeah, half we'll do a little bit of both. together. We'll do a little I bit. I think of we both. should. So this whole song, it's called Running Over and the whole concept, the big you know, deep, profound metaphor is that like 
your love is running him over <laughs> like a yeah. car. There's a whole bunch of that where it's just on this album where it's just one idea and that's yep. the whole song. This yep. one is where you're getting you're getting run over by love. There's one called ETA where literally it's just him asking, "What's your ETA?" Yeah, when are you coming to his over? girl? And actually, so this whole fucking album is, uh, you know, it's 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 very much in line with the big day in the sense that mm-hmm. it's the whole album is just, you know, his version of I just had sex, except it's just I, you know, I got married. I conned somebody into marrying me for the rest of my life. And that is the only thing I have to say. And I want you to know about it, um, that apparently I'm desirable by at least this one person Uh Haley, whatever the fuck. I mean, Haley Bieber. I forget what she was beforehand. I don't care enough to look it up. Um, but yeah, this is like, it, it's not even just one idea. It's like 0.5 ideas. <laughs> like, okay, you're running me over like a car, and that's what love is. So here we go. This is Running Over featuring. From the beginning, it was ending. We were emotionally panting. Jeopardy, second guessing. Questions to my answers. Keep running over me with your love. I'm only right here for your consumption. Keep running over me with your love. Looking like it's turning into something. Wednesday, if you like it, Tuesday when you met me. I remember it like it was yesterday. Even love, girl, you got my hopes all up. When I left you, when I met you, I called my mentor. So I stopped Post intercourse when you walk by More buns than a shop, right? Hey, you wanna sleep on my crib? Let me go and get you a soft t-shirt Here, what are our kids gonna be like? What is your skin routine like? Girl, just run around bed with me God, I hate, I hate him so much He's so I bad. hate them both so fucking much, dude Oh yeah. my God Wednesday it feel like a Tuesday when you met me. <laughs> wow. We were oh, just man. emotionally pending. <laughs> Jeopardy second guessing. You don't get second guesses on Jeopardy. Sorry. No. Sorry, Biebs. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Wow. Keep running over me with your loving. I'm only right here for your consumption. These are like train lyrics. I know. It's I literally, mean, he, it's the tra- he's the train of pop. He is, uh, yeah. I mean, he's right here for our consumption and always has been. Like, he's been gestated for our consumption. Like, you know, this is what happens when the American media empire is the closest thing to parenting you get. I, I... Then you made me laugh with personality. This is the first woman you've ever met that has a personality? One that makes them laugh with it. (laughs) When you said goodbye, that was a tragedy. Had to get a lesson in anatomy. What did you, what was on her body that you didn't recognize, my, my beeb? (laughs) What was, why, 
Did you not? Did you just find the clit when you got married? Is that what marriage? You got to save yourself for marriage, and by saving yourself, it means like never like giving a woman pleasure until you're. I I don't know. There's no way he didn't save him. He didn't save himself. This my man's pissing in plants at restaurants and shit. He's living a wild life. He's doing. <laughs> oh, go, I know. He's racing go karts with Odd Future and through like a rich neighborhood <laughs> or whatever. And now, but you know what? He's got. He's reached his. I've bleached blonde my hair phase, which means that he's at the lowest point of his mm. entire life right now, mm. for sure. And the music shows. The music shows that state of mind. This is oh. zanned out, boring, lo-fi beats to study to. No-fi. No-fi. Lo- lo-fi. Zero-fi. Lo-fi beats, lo-fi beats to uh, to kiss your wife to. I to guess. Kiss your lovely wife to. <laughs> to hug and kiss. For hugs and kisses and ain't no interruption this eruption oh okay but i but. honestly have to say that i somehow none of that is worse than the little dicky rap oh. and i don't know if it's <laughs> just because dude has a fucking billboard in times square and a fucking tv show but like this shit is so profoundly offensive okay let me just okay mm-hmm. okay okay all right mm-hmm. here we go uh when I left, okay, I believe in love, girl. You got my hopes all up. When I left you, when I met you, I called mom and told her about it. Great I rhyme. Got all up- great rhyme. Great rhyme. Excellent Hopes rhyme. all up and told her about it. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, that is just ugh, the distillation of white male mediocrity. Like, how do we keep giving these people our coin and attention? It just, ugh, it needs to end. I got up all I got all up on your IG and was scrolling down for hours. I got back to 2015 and you started looking young so I stopped. So all right, just mm-hmm. a nice little pedophilia reference because hey, he he's stopped. done this several times. Oh, he stopped. Ooh. <laughs> also, not a rhyme. Still not a rhyme. Post intercourse when you walk by. Ass ass ass. More buns than a shop right? Whoa. Yeah, you know, because they sell hamburger buns at grocery stores. Um, she's got more buns than they sell at a, a shop, right? More assets than a market basket. Like, I could rap better than you instantly. Like, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Like, you fucking idiot. You fucking <laughs> idiot. How does this person have a TV show? Um. Ugh. So he wants to go and get her a soft T-shirt here. Oh, so he can see her nipples. Mm -hmm. What are kids going to be like? What is your skin routine like? Yeah. I'm done, dude. I'm done. That's why. mm. But yeah, this is just one song of many. Like, there's also a song on here with Post Malone. Uh, Of Of course, this is another piece of the Post Maloneification of all music. It's the post modification, uh, 24-7 lo-fi chill beats, the study twoification of all music and all culture. It's I feel so despondent. This is to a this 17. I'm sorry, this is a 17 track album. This is yeah, a se- it's the big day all over again. <laughs> Song this is the album that has Oh you got that yummy yum, that oh, yummy yes. yum, the yummy yummy. What? What you got that? the fuck is that? Is that yummy? What are you doing, Beebs? What is oh. this? Is this what he's always done? We, I should have. Should I have been? Has he been doing this bullshit his entire career? Like, I think just so. I him. honestly, I think that we have been living in a in a in like a, a beautifully like sheltered 
you know, Bieberless black hole, like gloriously. Like, I don't, I don't know. I literally have never thought about this asshole. I wanted to believe that I didn't need to worry about what Bieber was doing, you know, that I could just leave that stone unturned uh, because, you know, we're only doing the worst, the worst music. Let's not waste our time on like, that's just a name that people like to make fun of. But no, dude, it's holy shit. Well, the thing the thing about Bieber is that, you know, the one thing that you can give him is he has an acceptable voice. He has an acceptable voice. He can sing, you know, in tune. And that I guess is something and like he I guess was hot for children once. I I I don't know, dude. I don't know. But the fact that this is first of all, the album is called Changes and it shows that this this person has never changed. Like nothing yeah. has. They, yeah, he, this is it's the same vibe as the, the when he was a a, a helmet headed young young lad. Yeah, dude, and like he did have a traumatic childhood. He grew up like one thing I will say about Justin Bieber that I do know about him is he did grow up extremely poor. He did grow up with extremely poor parenting. Um, His father is like a is an incredible douchebag who like pimped him and exploited him as soon as he was famous. Um, You know, he was discovered via YouTube by Usher and he, you know, he never really had a chance. I mean, he he literally that's what I'm saying. Like he gestated in the womb, you know, of of the of the American gaze. And uh, and like so you have to there's something there to be like, you know, I'm sorry, but like I'm not sorry, dude. Like you you this is is it. Too late now to say I'm sorry. That's him, right? Okay, that song is a little catchy. And that's <laughs> like, also Diplo, right? Oh, no. So look how far they both have fallen. Ugh, look how far <laughs> we've fallen, yeah. honestly. I know, to like, just admit I'm, that we both like that song. What's wrong I with know. us? I, th- well, that just goes <laughs> to show you how terrible music is right now. Because yeah, we're all brain poisoned. <laughs> you know, as much as I like to talk shit about the algorithm and, and the erosion of substance and everything becoming like programmed into by fucking computers and just and force like i'm a victim of it too you know i'm sure that song objectively sucks but for some reason we just both said we like it by the system mike (laughs) dodd we've been censored until we couldn't just just we couldn't possibly just have bad taste ourselves right that would destroy the whole premise of the show no No. absolutely not. no we're cool and we listen to dope shit yeah, Actually, we are right? cool. All right, few thank, thank goodness. <laughs> we are at the very least more relevant than like at least half of the bands on this on this list or artists on this list. Yeah, I mean, sure. s- I mean, certainly, I I really hope it's not a hot it's not a hot take it, the, that I'm not brain poisoned to think that no, you are Justin not, Bieber is dude. dog shit and that the music is uh, like cultureless and substanceless and 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 like and just nose diving into just it's this it's the same thing that's happening to comedy right now i feel like yeah just, yeah just all art forms are just just fucking dying the joey diazification of <laughs> the, the joe rogification of 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 culture of of what's funny i mean uh what's the deal with sjw's like i just uh, i can't yeah okay all right, so I'm taking a deep breath here because this last one. Or I just, that we- I just really quick want to say because I thought about this because we were talking. I was talking with some of our friends about uh, 
comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Heather, do you want to know the last like truly very funny movie I think I saw? Because I feel like there yeah. hasn't been a funny movie, like an actual true comedy movie released in years at this point. Wait, the new Borat movie didn't titillate you? <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I mean, I, no, I heard it was terrible. Borat. I heard uh, it was terrible. Truly, the last, and I think this is sad but true. I, I honestly really feel like we should count down. Movie. I feel like we should count down because I feel like we maybe have the same answer. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Neighbors 2. <laughs> it, was, it was when I saw Neighbors 2 with you. Wow. That was the last wow. funny movie. I put it back to Anchorman. Wow, that's, I mean, that's dark if there hasn't been a funny movie in like 17 honestly? years. I can't even tell you a single scene from Neighbors 2. I barely remember it. We saw it together? Did we go to a theater to see that? Yes. Wow. I don't... <laughs> beats me. <laughs> <laughs> Was that wow. Efron? Yeah, no, I remember. I, I, I do vaguely remember. But I feel like I think the first one was funny and then the second one was pretty lackluster. But yeah. I never saw so the when first was that? One. When when did that come out? 2000 who cares? I mean, I think, 2013, yeah, 14? I think so. Yeah, that was the yeah. last that was the last funny movie. I mean, and we could just be out of touch millennial dickwads. I mean, for sure, like tell us I don't if we're think wrong. we are. Name a name I don't a think funny so movie from the last 3 years. A comedy a- movie. A straight-up comedy movie that's not some, like, sad movie, dark comedy thing. I literally have nothing. There's there's are none. I don't oh, know. We're getting off topic no. here. I think this we're just... is very off topic, but it, it is a, a statement on culture. I mean, it, it, it's a thousand percent. Like, okay, even if I just go for the best comedy films of the last five years, what I see is The Big Sick. Not that funny. funny. Not a that comedy. That wasn't funny at all. Sad. Um, I didn't see Booksmart. Not um, funny. I bet it's not funny. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. Great movie, not, not a not comedy. Not funny. Not funny, not a comedy. Love, Simon? Not funny, no. dude. Not <laughs> no, that's funny. just like a slice of life. None of these are good. <laughs> it's wild. You're absolutely right. And I, I, I like Deadpool, I guess. Like, no. No, action. Com- Vice, that's an action abs- movie with some jokes. Exactly, Inherent dude. Vice is... Uh, it's a funny they book. Put Thor on this list? Oh my god. The Lego movie? Like that's what we have here? That's what our options Honestly, are? you know what? Lego movie probably the funniest movie of the last 5 years. <laughs> Paddington 2? But it's not a comedy again, it's a children's movie. Paddington 2 is number 5 on this collider list. Also, this goes to show that criticism is completely dead. Like there's no there there's no hope. Yeah. It's Bridesmaids sucks. from 2011. Yeah, that one was funny. I think that predates Neighbors 2, though. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Okay, so the point you were making is that culture... Culture is um, dead. It sucks now. It's, it's dead. It's, everything sucks. There's, there's it, no... It's, it's, you, it's, it's over. Okay. Okay, let me try not to be a complete doomer here and just say that, like, culture has... Mainstream culture is dead, but you do see funny shit as you know represented in memes like tiktoks you know there there are no funny sh- you want that you want that to be the future of no! culture memes and tiktoks no i'm just saying that's the only thing that's funny it is that's that that's all we have that I know, shit it sucks i know i know i know 
<laughs> yeah, you have TikTok, you have uh you you have YouTube uh ga- gamer dudes like talking to their cameras and like uh about You have us. You, you have, have us. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> You're welcome. You can you have us or you have like gamer dudes on YouTube or you can listen to the new Justin Bieber album. And that's, that's what all. That's what passes for entertainment these days. You can watch The Big Sick and call it a comedy. <sighs> call it for a, a for a listicle on fucking Uproxx. Yeah, we're going to watch Happy Gilmore and then we're going to watch The Big Sick. I just want to die. I just want to keep the laughs coming. All right. We need to end this and uh Oof, this is a brutal, it's a brutal note to end on. And this one was really tough because, um, honestly, we didn't want to give this person any fucking airtime. It's not that we don't want to analyze it. It's just that this person and this album is so fucking toxic. It's like 50 minutes of just straight gaslighting. It is abusive. It is profoundly evil. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. Um, and it really transcends all of the other trends that we talked about. I mean, this is just, it, it, it is still a distillation of all the worst elements of the society we live in. And uh, it, it's indefensible. It's inexcusable. Uh, it's horrific. And the song that we're choosing, I mean, there's a million, there's plenty of songs on this album. All of them are terrible. The entire conceit of the album is atrocious um but we are going to give the worst album of the year and the worst song um the only superlative that this person ever deserves and i hope that they are you know perpetually fading into irrelevancy and that nobody ever speaks about them ever again after today um but this is the god it's so awful please don't stream this please don't listen to this please don't even share your opinions on this. I would rather this just die. But um, we are going to have to discuss Tory Lanez and his album Daystar. I guess that's his name, his real name. And uh, this entire album is just um, basically him saying that he couldn't have actually shot Megan the Stallion because, you know, her tendons weren't cut and because she was angled in a certain way in the car that's really that's what this album is i mean mike do you have anything else to say um i want to say that we uh talked a lot about whether or not we were going to include this whether we should consider the number one worst because like truly like you know what makes this awful is like beyond the music itself it's like yeah the intent behind it that instead of like, you know, apologizing or sinking into the shadows for a while until the press like forgets about it in a few months, like all everyone else who is abusive does. And it works like half the time still somehow. Yeah. Uh, he a lot of the time, more than half the time. He over the course of two months, like after this incident happens, rapidly writes 17 songs, uh, that basically all of them function just to uh, try to discredit and gaslight Megan the Stallion, as Heather said. And gaslight America and, and discredit and, America, too. And excuse and yep. make excuses for his abuse of women. Yeah. Um, so uh, I also want to say on top of that, 
uh this is the first you know i've always sort of just like bieber like kind of like left tory lanes alone for his music i always thought his music was like whatever um but you know listening closely to him as i did on the few songs from the album they listened to i couldn't listen to the whole thing uh he's all his music is also dog shit <laughs> he sounds like he's he also sucks at he sounds music. like shit he is the worst person and you know just to make this abundantly clear i mean tory lanes definitively like shot Megan the stallion who is um one of the best artists of this cursed uh decade and this cursed year um her album good news came out this uh year i do love her raps on it the beats are kind of lackluster but she is a star she's not going anywhere um she's a superstar and rightly deserved to be there um, and meanwhile, this fucking washed up has been, you know, trash monster literally shot her and ha- there's a restraining yeah. order against him. As she's getting out of the car because they're having an argument. He fires a fucking gun at her and shoots her in the foot um, at the peak of her career, uh, you know, while his is clearly ebbing. Yeah. I mean, and- he, she has a restraining order against him. He's going to court. Um, or has been in court and he's going to be tried for this assault. Um, And this entire song, Money Over Fallouts, is all him firing shots at all of the... Oh, jeez. Watch your wording there. I know, I know. I realized it as soon as I said it, but um, taking aim. No, wait, uh uh-oh. At all of the critics and all of the other people in the music industry who rightfully were horrified at this um, development and horrified by his behavior and, you know, attempted to to hold him accountable for it. Does he take any accountability? Absolutely not. He uses some fucking broke-ass geometry to try to argue why the angle of her ankle, you know, wasn't in the right spot for him to really shoot her. So, her, you know, the bullet hole must have just come and, there. you by, know, how, how the fuck you get shot in your foot don't hit no bones or tendons. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, the bullet hole and the, you know, He's the, the ballistics the guy now. Just existed on its own. Yeah, totally. She shot herself, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, this is really, I mean, there's hasn't, there's, it's not very often that you, there's art that's created solely. Um, to try to exonerate himself to, from a and, severe, and, 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 serious and, crime. And defile, and, de, you know, defame and, and denigrate uh, and, and discredit, you know, someone who you have been abusing and shooting guns at. Like. Yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like so... if, it's like if Jay Z came out with an album and was like, "Well, the other woman was hotter" or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, except except Jay Z cheated on Beyonce. He didn't try. He didn't shoot. He didn't try to a shoot deadly her. weapon at her. He didn't even argue it. He didn't even. De- he didn't even defend no. himself. He was like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> like, he did what Troy Lane sadly probably couldn't have got could have gotten away with if he did the same thing and just. I know. Sat out the spotlight for a little bit and wrote it out. That's what you. That's what these fucking monsters do when they fuck up, and it and, works. And this is why it's Diplo, the worst of the that's year. That's what Diplo's doing. That's what Marilyn Manson's done. That's what everyone yep. will continue to do as this shit happens. But this guy, fucking Troy Tory Lanes, he his move. He thought the correct move was to drop an entire album saying, "Nah, me shooting my girlfriend is fake news." Yeah, I mean. That and that's truly it. And the reason why we chose this as a worst of the year is because it truly 
it is the distillation of everything wrong with our society, with masculinity, with uh, misogyny, with, uh, you know, just the abuse of women, specifically black women. And, you know, Megan the Stallion, when she uh, when this came out, first of all, she was not trying to gain publicity off of this. She already had plenty of publicity from being a professional um, you know, rapper that was absolutely killing it in the game. Like she didn't need this and she was not asking for it in any way possible. You know, she was just trying to exist as an artist. And then this happened and, you know, she, it, ha it happened and it was reported on because it was a fucking crime. It was a criminal incident. And, you know, people accused her of, of making it up, of exaggerating, of trying to bring a black man down. And she very rightfully said that black women are the least protected people in our society. And that is why this is the worst song of the year by the worst person, um, one of the worst people of the year. And I desperately hope that this is the last we ever have to talk about Tory Lanez. Um, I think he was almost getting deported. I hope he continues to be. Um, but... Anyway, this is, uh, this is, fuck, it's called Money Over Fallouts, um, and it is atrocious, so here we go. See how they teaming up, watching and I'm calculating Gotta keep it quiet, I can't jeopardize the outcome waiting Seeing certain niggas hating like, how this nigga hating? I didn't get these people so much features, made these niggas famous They was on the blog saying I'm canceled from this entertainment I was on that Spotify like 30 million monthly listeners I'm fucking going crazy, and my fans support me brazen Everything I do is for you, I promise I'll be on it daily I got number below to spread, but niggas hate me Hurt my heart to see them Twitter fingers come from Kaylani's and Cash Page But I flip the switch and he was really the person who got shot. You know, he got shot right in the heart by Kehlani and Cash Page, you know, for saying that he was a bad person for shooting Megan the Stallion. It's really him that's the victim here. Did you know that? Well, he's saying that she, her team is framing him up. That's his yep. defense. Mm -hmm. It's yep. just... You know what? It's 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 just it's just a, a scam. It's not even we shouldn't even pay any mind to the argument that he's making because it's no. not a good faith argument. It's a no. 17 song scam swindle uh, to try to convince the public of an obvious unreality. It's just the uh, it's a Trump tweet like as a cover for fucking abusing and shooting your girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like if. R. Kelly did it's an album. Disgusting. It absolutely. It's like if R. Kelly did an album called "It Wasn't Piss, It Was Come," or "I Thought She Was 16. Yeah. It's like it's just a nightmare that, you know, Megan The Stallion, who is an incredible rapper, who is at the top of her game. Like this is something that she not had to deal with like physically, but then she had to deal with it, um, you know, at the at like as her career was skyrocketing, she had to deal with this this bullshit and and you know and this is why we didn't know where to put this album you know this is something that there's an article in complex andre g who wrote uh this article um about this album and you know said specifically you know that this was uh what was the what was the phrase that you had pulled out mike dunn uh much worse than a terrible album yeah um this last paragraph they say 
at a time when people, specifically black women, are still hurt that the Louisville grand jury didn't feel like cops killing Breonna Taylor was a crime, Tory Lanez released a 17-track tirade exploiting Megan's pain, all in hopes to salvage his career and win favor from men who are just as fragile as him. Based on the project's status atop the iTunes charts and the harassment in Megan's Instagram comments, it appears he found enough of them to believe his story. The circumstance is another indictment on the patriarchy. So so that is just something that we have to acknowledge here. So similar to like Michael Jackson and like Chris Brown, uh, who I think, you know, who absolutely abused Rihanna, who like beat her the fuck up and left bruises, like visible bruises all over her body and threatened to kill her and is still topping the charts. If you listen to any of your local hip hop stations, you will hear um, you know, Chris Brown in rotation. There's no question. Michael Jackson, who abused, you know, dozens of children at least, is still on your local like throwback station. Uh, there's no, there has been no canceling. R. Kelly, you know, maybe isn't on the rotation as much, but still, you have vehement, you know, defense of R. Kelly. In just, just so we're not just talking about like rappers and stuff too. Jesse Lacey. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm yep. still seeing people caping for brand new yep. out there. I see you. Absolutely. Marilyn Manson, right? Marilyn Manson. I mean, the yeah, critics, for sure. The critics are loving him. Yep, exactly. They're giving him a fucking pass. Uh, so I will say, <laughs> at the very least, Tory Lanez is way worse of a musician than all of those other people. I mean, he doesn't even have anything fucking catchy or anything that could potentially redeem him. He, I mean, not, not like anything could redeem him from this horrific behavior, but he's not even good. And then, you know, just on top of it, what this represents, it's just, it's just the most disgusting, you know, elements of our society. And the fact that like, you know, this is still excused. It's still widely excused. I mean, we literally had a president who bragged about sexually assaulting women on tape. Um, and it was not a deal breaker. It made people like him more. And I just want to say one last uh, paragraph from this article. The same article in Complex. Uh, so the author says, Black people's trauma is industrialized. We die and don't get justice, but we get documentaries. So that's clearly a reference to, you know, R. Kelly. Now, black women get shot and receive denial albums while they're trying to heal. Daystar is the epitome of capitalism's amorality. That's why black women everywhere are making demands to dismantle our existing social constructs and imagine a new world to get rid of the power dynamics that allow for gross, exploitative displays like this. You know, I couldn't say it better. Yeah, I don't think we need to give Tory Lanes any more airtime. No. Um, don't stream the album. I didn't finish it. It's you pretty much get the point a few songs in, um, and it's the worst album of the year, worst person it of is. the year, and uh, fuck it forever. Fuck it forever. Um, twenty twenty but... sucks. Everything <laughs> is terrible. Uh, and you know what better? What better album? Uh, to encapsulate 2020 than like literally the the worst intentions behind an album in fucking history yeah truly truly and it sucks to end this you know episode with it but it's also fitting for just a truly tragic brutal um disgusting alienating miserable year 
that really, uh, you know, I I don't want to say I can't imagine 2021 being worse. Like I have to hope that it's going to be better, but also like, (laughs) I don't, I I don't have a ton of faith in the future, but I do have faith in us stoppies. I have faith, uh, in, in you all in our incredible audience that continues to support us and again, download and stream our stuff, you know, at least a hundred thousand times. I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure I'll post it on social media. Um, you know, it really goes to show you that we need to feel, we need to create a sense of community together and whatever we've been creating, uh, over the past year in our, mostly in our respective basements slash living rooms clearly resonates, um, with, with folks out there. And we're incredibly grateful to all of you, uh, for supporting us. And, and we really have gotten through this together, uh, through sheer force of will, um, and snark and critique and, um, you know, dredging up the worst of what music and society has to offer. Yeah. Those are, those are my nice words. Do you got any nice words, Mike? <laughs> well, I thought maybe we could do our New Year's musical resolutions for yes. 2021. Love it. Got it. Let's I forgot go to out prepare. on that note. I did too, but I only have a couple anyway. I think, okay. I think the episode's plenty long. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I think, uh, oh man, I'm not even going to do bummer resolutions, aren't I? All right. Well, I'm the, I at least got to say this one off the bat to the, to the, the bands in the scene in 2021. If you've been itching to play shows, you know, like I have, um, don't rush back before it's safe. Don't mm-hmm. leave your, you know, immunocompromised and disabled, friends in the scene out to dry and put them at risk yeah uh, just wait just wait it out we'll we'll get back in the we'll get back at it soon even if there's no venues left which there probably won't be we'll figure something out let's resolve to figure out a way to, to do it but you gotta wait till it's safe okay my musical resolution is i'm just extremely excited to go to shows again i'm like more excited than i've ever been and i'm not somebody who you know, ever like shied away from going to a show, but I want to go to all the grimy basements. I want to go to all the backyards. I want to go to all the festivals. I'm extremely excited. And one thing I'm really excited about is like, I just, I think that in particular, there is, uh, there's a new wave of ska music that is no, fucking, no. I'm so you, sorry, you, Mike Dunn, but I'm not. No, but I, I, it's so great because you resolved for this to happen last year. I and did, it and it's true. happening. It's happening. Ska has gotten back to its anti-racist roots to, I just got a t-shirt uh, in the mail the other day, the Ska Against Transphobia shirt. It's fucking sick um, by uh, Jer from We Are The Union. There's a lot of good interesting ska kill lincoln and and diverse you know uh performers diverse stories i don't know getting i i think they're doing what i haven't heard that in punk music in a while so i like anti-capitalist anti-fascist anti-transphobia anti-sexism anti-racist like we need that stuff in music. We need to be political. We need to be political. Like there's no option. You can't opt out. If you're opting out, then you are consenting. And I am very proud that ska music has emerged in 2020 as one of the only genres that I feel is doing that. Um, so that's my musical resolution is to go to a fuck ton of fun 
new ska shows in yeah. 2021. Well, similar to that, you know, I want to say I resolve, um, you know, this year I, I, I lost a, a close friend uh, and, uh, you know, longtime bandmate, uh, Chris Simmons. Um, and before he passed, we had been talking, you know, about getting the band back together. Um, so we, we want to do that. We're, we want to do blame shifters again. Uh, so that's a resolution, but I also, I resolve, you know, to add on to what Heather was saying, like, I don't want to play shows with a bunch of other dude bands. Uh, I, 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 I want to, if, if we're going to get back into playing shows and like really do this thing, like it's gotta be with like diverse voices. I want to be playing shows with women and trans folks and people of color and not just a bunch of white dudes. That's not what I want the Boston music scene to be uh, as we, you know, try to rebuild it from the ground up as, you know, with, with no fucking venues. That's what it needs to be. And that, that's another one of my missions. That's something that I'm really working on. Um, I have to give a shout out to JJ Gonson uh, and one Somerville, uh, probably one of the most painful blows of um, this entire like COVID pandemic nightmare as the loss of once in Somerville, which was uh, really a home um, for me personally, for, you know, my creative endeavors, but just for people in the local music scene. But my, you know, personal mission is to help them reopen and to work on supporting them as they, you know, search for new space. And I do believe that like, there is going to be there's going to be a really hard gap where, you know, we are going to need to reestablish and rebuild. But I do think that if anything, this pandemic has really fucking hammered home to so many people that I know and, and certainly myself, how critical local arts and music are and how important it is to fight for them. And so, you know, that that's my biggest uh, you know, other resolution besides going to all the shows, supporting all the local artists, um, is, is to, is to, you know, put my weight towards rebuilding. Um, we will, we are going to rebuild it and who knows the form that it'll take, but we have no other option. So, um, I am looking forward to being involved in that process. Amen. Amen. That's all uh, we can happy say. Happy fucking New Year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Should so all thank you. bad music be forgotten? <laughs> Wait, we need to do our sign off. Uh, you can find Make It Stop at uh, makeitstoppodcast.com or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Make It Stopcast. Um, we are creating a Patreon. We will have more information about that in the new year, but we really encourage you to, uh, to send us your suggestions for albums that we have not skewered. Um, we are looking to get patrons to sponsor and support us. Um, and you guys will get exclusive rights to, to be able to torture us. Um, so that's some sort of kinky shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> is <it laughs> like, I'm consenting. So that's fine. Um, but we're going to have more information about that coming soon. But in the meantime, definitely send us your suggestions, send us your five-star reviews. We'll read them on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. 
Um, and share the show with your friends if you enjoy this. You know, I at the beginning I said, like, God help you for listening to this. At this point, I'm really proud of what we have created and what we will continue to create because badness, unfortunately, is not going anywhere, but at least – um, you know, we can make fun of it together and laugh together. Yeah. That's all we can do. So um, we'll see you next year, Stoppies. Bye. The Make It Stop podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Heather McCormick. It is affiliated with the Boston Free Radio podcast network at bostonfreeradio.com and with Somerville Media Center based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. The music used for our intro was produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.